All right, so what's a light bulb moment that you had where you started kind of switching your philosophy philosophy about certain things in the SNC world and your training philosophy? Well, I got to give all the credit to Austin Yoakum as much as you joke about it. His post was like in what got me into reading about, um, what was that book? I read Exuberant Animal, which was basically all about the hangs and crawls and mm-hmm. how important those are. So that's a huge staple in the program. Has Emilio read that book? He might have. <laughs> Just ask him. And then Learning yeah. How to Move by uh, Rob Gray. I've told you guys yeah. about this book before, but it's all about the constraint-led approach. And so the like the speed and agility work that we do, like running with the med ball and then dropping it, yeah. got that right from there. That's so funny. And fun. then um, anything to do with like a five ten five, but with the, the tennis ball, mm-hmm. where they'd have to pick up an object or racing or anything that's a constraint approach where you let the athlete figure out like that was huge for me because growing up and like what you're taught is like as the coach you want to feel in charge obviously and if it doesn't look textbook pretty like something's off Mm. but that's but then you watch a game you like you go watch a lacrosse game you go watch a football game like the athletes moving like nothing's perfect about that at all like there's no like optimal mechanics that they're just trying to landing mechanics yeah exactly that's another one too like the landing mechanics like you see them move and there's nothing optimal like about it. They're just seeing the object in front of them and they're reacting off it and they're trying to move around yeah. it. So that's why I love like the games I would do for warmups or any type of tag related drills because it lets the athlete figure it out. And just from a agility and speed standpoint, like I never did that as a kid. It was always ace, ace skips, a marches, switches, uh, wall drills, and then you push a sled and then you go sprint. Mm. Like that was it. And there was nothing, and then the change direction was the most I did was a three cone drill in five ten five. Yeah. There's no reactive component to that, so there's no like that agility sense. So like even just playing spike ball, like spike ball the warm up, like that was just a huge light bulb moment for me. It was like you watch a high competitive game, like you get four college kids to go play spike ball, and you just watch how they communicate, hand eye coordination with the ball, they're moving laterally, doing different cuts. They have to have some type of spatial awareness because they need to know where the net is. It, it, it's a fun game that you can play, but if you're if you put your coaching cap on and you watch it in real time, you can see everything that they need to work on is right there. And I remember the youth class that I did last year at the old spot. I was like, we're just gonna play tag, and like we play tag. And another thing is they don't get they don't get bored of it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But then you just watch how they move. Like they're moving way better, just reacting off an opponent trying to tag them than if I were to put a bunch of cones and ladders out and say, do the icky shuffle. Like, yeah, it'll look pretty, but are they getting better at what the actual main objective is for their sport? Like, you have to be able to read and react and cut and hurdle. Like, like, it's all part of the game. So, fight, Adam Fight uh, from Springfield always told us, like, just watch the game and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge light bulb moment for me. It was just like, watch, like, just see what they do. Like football, I was telling Jay, like for conditioning, like how long does it play last? Like five seconds. Yeah. And then they rest for 30 seconds, maybe. So why are they running five miles at practice at a steady state? Like, yeah. We, we, would run, not? we would run like 100 yards like at a time. Yeah. With minimal rest, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, why? Like, if you just... we would, yeah, we would do like 10 of them. And then we would do like, if we did a 220 day, it would be like, yeah, it would be two. Yeah, we would do two twenties. So it would be like goal line, 
down the back of the end zone and then back with like two minutes rest or something. I don't know, a minute rest. I don't yeah. know what it was. And then when we would do, then we would do like one day a week, like Wednesday was like our, I don't even want to call it an agility day, but we did, <laughs> we did 50 yards down and back, like whatever to get to 300 yards total. But it was like, instead of goal line to back of the end zone and then back, it was goal line to 50 down and back a couple of times and then added up to 300 yards. I'm like, agility. Yeah. <laughs> 50 yards. <laughs> Decelerating. Die. It's like, like that. I don't know, man. That's, that's the stuff where, for me, like, you know, high school football coaches and stuff, it's like, you know, they, they work hard, they're passionate about it and stuff. And then I look back at it, I'm like, I see how much I study my sport, like outside the training session. And yeah. like, I'm like reading books and like trying to get a different opinions and research different ways of doing things in like all areas. And I'm like, for my high school football coaches, like, actually trying to learn more than what they already knew like when they left nope. college nope. or high school nope. that's why i was just about to say like, have you ever like, asked a high yeah. school coach like just why this is simple why like why yeah. are they going to do 300 gassers or yeah. why are why are baseball players running pulls after they just yeah. threw 100 pitches they have no idea. and most of the time they're just gonna say that's just what we've always done yeah and so, that, that's where for me that's why i wasn't that I wasn't well res- liked or respected with the football team and with my coaching staff in high school was because I always had that like forward thinkers mind of like being a coach, but I was still an athlete and I would question them and like have bring different ideas to the table and like want to do different things. And like, you know, when it came to the team workouts, like I wanted to structure it differently because I was, you know, I was lifting with the team three days a week and then I was doing my own thing five days a week. And, I just wanted to modify things because I knew it was more optimal and I knew there was always a better way to do them, but they just like, didn't want to hear it from like a 16 year old kid. You know what I mean? So it was like, then it caused tension between me and the coaches. And then I let that tension out off on the other kids. And then, you know, I let the other kids know that they didn't work as hard as me. And like, they they hated that. I wonder why they didn't like me. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I was just like the team, like douchebag that like, and I was pissed because I wasn't as respected as I, as I wanted to be and stuff. But I think that was always, like I said, it was always just like the team sport aspect. And then the coaches just being so stuck in their ways just yeah. pissed me off. Well, I remember. That's um, why I was way better at track, you know? Yeah. I remember just training the um, the softball team about two years ago. And the JV coach was questioning, like, are these girls in shape? Like, 100%. They're in shape to play softball. And then she goes, well, they couldn't run two miles without being tired. They don't need to. And I'm like, good. I was like, two miles is hard. I was like, have you run two miles? I can't even run two miles. I was like, like, a max effort two mile run is hard. It's like, if they are perfectly fine running the pace you want them to run, they are in the wrong sport. Like they should go cross country because like softball, the diamond is 20, like from home to first is 20 yards. That is 60 feet. All of your girls have gotten faster in that sense. Like yeah. they, like I timed them. We've gotten faster in every metric that you want. We've gotten stronger. Everyone jumps higher. They hit the ball harder. Like there were girls that never hit home run. We're hitting like three to five home runs a year yeah. in this season. That's I was sick. like, it worked. Yeah. Like, but they're not in shape. And I go, yes, they are. They're in softball shape. I was yeah. like, it's not. It's not cross country. 
and that yeah. whole like it's an, it's just an old school mindset. Dude, I remember that too. Like being uh, getting ready for the playoffs, right? We would have like a week off or whatever, or like Thanksgiving, we would have a week off, and um, we all felt like really, really good, like in the fourth quarter, you know. Yeah. And then, and then like during that week off, they would condition us like super hard because like we had more time on our hands or whatever it was. We did we had more time till our next game. But then when we would go back to running like the two twenties or like the three hundred yard shuttles, we would all be gassed, and then I, we would all be like, I don't even think we knew what it meant at the time. We would all be like, oh, we're in football shape. We're in football shape. We're not in conditioning shape because we didn't condition as much during during the season. And it just goes to show when we went back to that like summer style of conditioning, we were all like gassed, but like we could play a football game. And it's like, yeah, well, that's what matters. Yeah, you know? it's completely, it's just completely different energy systems. Like, yes, you should have a strong aerobic base, but for your your ability to run two miles, like doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, I remember seeing on Twitter there was this baseball, um, I forgot what team it was, but it was just a funny story because this kid failed all the run tests like wasn't even close like i think he sat out on the last one because he was like i'm not doing a bigger guy probably like the first baseman he broke every hitting record that season yeah most hits highest batting average highest most home runs most rbis most runs batted like most runs most walks like he was the best hitter in the program's history it's kevin euclid kevin, it's like, <laughs> yo, you think big poppy's running a fat like a fast two mile time man? it's dh bro yeah exactly he played first but still yeah. like it just yeah, goes to show you like your ability, like, there's a lot of t- people that can run two miles pretty fast, but they can't play a football game. Yeah, dude. Or they can't, they they can't hit a ball. Like, you gotta. It just goes back to like watching the sport and like see what actually matters. Like, should you have a like a decent aerobic base? Yeah, but you can get that through just having them ride the bike for thirty minutes. Like it's boring. Yeah. Or what I also learned about the games in the conditioning. I remember when I first started it at Upward. Like we we were doing five on five. You remember that back room? Yeah. So we're playing handball. handball. I, I had them go handball the full distance. And I, I, I'm on the clock. They're 20 minutes in. And they're cooked. Like, they're gassed. But they're still performing at a high level because something, it's like, it's on the line. Like, psychological. Like, they yeah, want to win. Competition. A game that doesn't matter at all, by the way. I, I barely, I didn't even keep score half the time. It was like 11-11. I was like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. But um, Next point wins. Next, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> teams up. Teams up 15. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, all right, next point wins, next point wins, next point wins. But like but I remember there like I think it was like Dylan Lyons and Callie both were like, why are we like gassed? Like, because you guys are actually trying. Yeah. Like, if I brought you outside to run, you you would get psychologically way more tired faster. Yeah. Like it took they did twenty minutes of a high competitive game where it is conditioning at that point. Their heart rate's pretty high and it, it's more similar to what a game is. And they could do that for 20 minutes straight, no water yeah. breaks or anything, and then not no complaints. But if I had them go run for 20 minutes, by minute five, they're like, "This sucks." Like this, like they're just like psychologically not there because it is boring. Like yeah. it's not fun at all. It's not engaging. Like athletes need to have something that drives them to win. If that drive isn't there, then especially the unmotivated ones, they're not going to try at all. Like I noticed that a lot in my high school baseball teams. Like whenever we had like a game or something that like mattered, like tug of war, like the effort level was just way higher. Yeah. But then you'd go make us run around the field. We're dragging our feet at eight in the morning on a Sunday. <laughs> Don't want to be there at all. Yeah. Like Easter Sunday, we're running. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing, true, man? True story. <laughs> true story. <laughs> we, that we is ran, the Lord's day. We ran, we were a Catholic school and we ran on Easter Sunday. That's so messed up. <laughs> it was 
saw it's because one of the seniors stayed out too late and they didn't have to run they watched us run on easter sunday that's tough brutal like sucked but I, it just it it can make or break your love for the sport at a certain point it's like if you're especially if you're one of those like bench players that aren't really isn't getting a lot of playing time regardless of what sport you're in and all they have you do is run at practice and that's it yeah like that's not what you sign like that you're not you're not getting better yeah the reason and you and if you're that bench player and you ask your coach why am i not playing he's like you're not good enough like all right why isn't our practices making me better yeah like why are we just running you know what i mean yeah it's true that's why like looking back my my so and this was like part this is actually one of the good things that my football coaches did listen to me about was i was telling you and, and derek how i trained with andre dixon my senior year of high school or no my junior year of high school going into my senior year and my senior year uh, going into the season i convinced them to hire him for our team conditioning over the summer and so like that way that that was the only year that we did like actual like agility work during like more sports specific type stuff that actually like got us sort of somewhat better at the sport all the other years like freshman through junior year it was just the same like 220s and then 300 yard shuttles and that was it um but yeah that was like me bro even back back in the day it was like i i had my own trainer who was a running back at uconn who was you know well-respected coach in the area and i hired him because i wanted to get better and then I saw what it did for me and I immediately took that to my team and was like, yo, let's imp implement this. And that's just how I've always been. It's like, you know, always trying to like, you know, the same thing with Kevin. Like I was at Southern working with our coaches and I was like, yo, this guy has something to offer me. And I took all his stuff and then I was like, yo, the rest of the guys need to need to be doing this because this is what's up, you know? And that's just like, I think kind of being like you talked about, like, in that box of like seeing what all the other people are doing and then realizing like it's not enough or it's not working or it's like how can we take this thing to the next level getting that outside specialized help and like hiring a coach and going that extra step has been like super helpful for me because now it's like now you know i've had a great experience hiring coaches in the past and now i know like the value that i could provide to someone else and like even back then when my parents were paying for my training and then in college when I was, you know, trying to pay Kevin on my, by myself, like that was all investment into what I'm doing now, you mm -hmm. know? So I think it's kind of cool to see that come full circle. Um, but what would you say, um, what would you say like your, your philosophy, like what did you take from the old stuff that you used to do and like, where do you apply it now? Because obviously like, it's not like you just don't like have back squat in mm -hmm. there. Like, you know what I mean? Like you had, you might've had some things that you used to do that maybe you do less now, but like, what's an example of something like that? Yeah. So it depends on where the athlete is like physically, but like for like a middle school, high school athlete, I do take more of like the Jim Wendler five, three, one powerlifting approach. Cause you just look at someone you're like, you clearly just need to get stronger. Mm -hmm. Like that's, you just look at what buckets super empty for them yeah. and you try to fill that and that will also help fill the other ones as well. So for the majority of the kids that we see that come in, it's they've never trap bar deadlifted or front squatted or back squatted or benched at all. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a main lift for them. Granted, if they can even lift the bar. So prioritizing the main movement patterns and making sure they're strong in that sense. And then 
literally like five three one, like three weeks of fives, three weeks of threes, and then five three one, and then max rep one of the days if you feel feel like it. Like, it's so simple. It's it's easy. Like, depending on if they just show up and you try to increase weight a little bit with proper technique and form. But like, when Mackenzie Posey's up. She started at one forty. She started at one oh five. She's for five. We're on our sixth week of fives, and she finally got up to one eighty five for five. Yeah. So like it's that steady increase that I'm like not not I didn't take I don't like the con I used to do the conjugate method of like the max effort training one day dynamic effort the other day. That doesn't really work. If would you do that movement. like Would you do that like full body if they were doing like two days a week or yeah, something? Yeah, one hundred percent. So I I like doing thirty minutes. Like the way the way I do it is just thirty minutes of speed and power development. Mm-hmm. So we we sprint prep. Or it's, if they're two days a week, one day is going to be linear speed. The other day is going to be change direction. So the linear speed day is the sprint prep of like high pogos, broad jump, horizontal. We do 10-yard dashes. It's really all we have access to. So I make it more of an acceleration-based day of max effort broad jumps, depth drop broad jumps, band assist one, like band resist ones, like whatever, trying to get some some type of hip projection. Mm-hmm. And then like the speed, like the speed splits, split squat lunges, if they're capable of it. If not, we do all the line hop series that I love to do just to get the central nervous system firing at a faster rate. And then we go into our sprinting. And then after that, I like I like pairing the linear speed with uh, a weighted uh, jump. So tra- either trap bar, dumbbell, whatever yeah. it is. Or if they're advanced enough, we'll do a contrast pairing. More verticals. It uh, doesn't really matter what you pick. And then the other day is the change direction day where I, do, I have a lateral movement prep series. I don't know if you've seen me do it with some of my kids, but that's where we get more into the frontal and transverse plane. We work more side to side, power, speed, explosiveness, doing everything, not just front to back, but side to side where we like jump over the boxes side to side instead of jumping on uh, single leg side to side, the skater jumps med. I like using med ball slam or med ball scoop tosses before mm-hmm. five ten five work if it's full body and then get into whatever change direction drill of the day is like primarily it's the five ten fives because to space like that's really all we have like i can't like make a big circle like d-ratch doesn't have them yeah. run around chasing tennis balls because the turf's only what 15 feet wide yeah like i'm not gonna take up the and we have other eight lanes <laughs> yeah 10 lanes <laughs> all the way down but it's like you get creative like when you see like what you have like you just have to get creative like yeah. you know what you have to like if you watch like what they need they can make an adjustment like five yard cutting back Five yard instead of cutting, they have to like run around a cone and come back. Yeah, like, primarily that's all it is. But um, that's how I do it. And the other thirty minutes, it doesn't really change that much. Is they're going to do a main lift with some accessories and then isometric or a sled at the end. That's yeah. how I structure it two times a week, three times a week. It's the same thing. Uh, I would probably just throw in it if I could. If three max effort days. No, yeah, no. For them, like, like skill level athlete wise, nothing is max effort yet. Like not like they're all yeah. at sub max work because they don't know what their one RM is. Yeah. So I always undercut them week one, always. Like I'll never let them just max out day one when they walk in. Like if they have like Mackenzie probably could have deadlifted like one sixty five day one, but I didn't want to see that because I didn't know where her technique was. I want to make sure she can do four sets of five in a row, like get all twenty reps, twenty out of twenty. Like if I saw one mechanical falter at 60% of a projected 1RM, like you're clearly not ready to go up in weight. But if you can prove that to me, then next week we'll go up and then time after time. That's why you see where the athlete is in their development and 
you don't want to rush that progress because like they have if they're a freshman in high school they got eight years if they go to senior in college like you have that year and all throughout high school all throughout college if they stay with yeah. you there's no point of trying to max out and see where they're at day one like to me it just doesn't make sense yeah talk to me a little bit about because this is like this is something that you kind of taught me like last year about the neurological development with like a new uh new lifter like mm-hmm. how the neurological adaptation takes place with the central nervous system before the actual like muscle mass and physical yeah. gain. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So your central nervous system is going to adapt first before um, like any type of physical adaptations. You can't, especially with like a high school boy, like before puberty, like they don't have the hormones in their body that actually pack on a lot of muscle. That's why like when I was my six, like 16 to 17 and a half, I put on 30 pounds. Cause I just had testosterone in my body. Like I was just, I just was able to respond better to the training, but for like a fifth, a 14, 15, 16 year old boy, when they get to the training and they trap bar deadlift 135 and the next week they do 155, they didn't really so much get stronger. Like they didn't just put on five pounds of muscle like that. They got much more proficient in the movement. Like, and what are you laughing? I'll tell you after. No. And then, but their central nervous system gets used to the type of stress that's put on their body because they don't know. That's why I love overcoming ISOs too for a lot of people because when you tell them like to push as hard as they can into something, their body's just getting used to that type of strain. Mm. A lot of times it is like a scared thing. Like Even with adults, like Katie Tirico was scared to bench 85 pounds. Like when she first did it, she's like, that was hard. But like me watching, like I've seen a ton of benches. She did it easily, like without any struggle. No, the bar did not slow down, whatever. She benches 175 now. Yeah. So I was like, I was like clearly 85. Like she doesn't even warm up with 85 anymore. She starts yeah, right yeah. with 95. But like day one, you see that. And to them, it feels heavy because their yeah. nervous system has no idea like what it is. That's why like yeah, when you yeah. can, you hold 405 at the top on a bench, take it off, take two plates off, 225 feels like nothing. Yeah. Your body's like expecting 405 and we take it off. It's 225. You're like, oh yeah, my God, yeah. speed reps. Yeah. No, what I was laughing at was uh, I remember being like a senior in high school and like showing my fr- like one of my best friends' dads like, oh look at my look at my high school transformation and I showed him like a little picture of me when I was like fourteen and then a picture of me when I was eighteen and I was like look at how much muscle mass I put on and like how doughy I was in the first photo he goes, dude you were a little kid. <laughs> You were a child. It's like you it, literally just yeah, you just, you just like, went through puberty. Yeah, that was, was I just so saw like a though. funny post about that. It was like like trainers <laughs> taking all the credit for their high school boy that just hit puberty. Yeah, yeah. Like, I made him. I was yeah. like, no, dude. Like they, he has pretty good parents. <laughs> like yeah. His, like his dad was a NFL football player. His <laughs> mom ran track for USA, won gold. <laughs> like the kid is just a freak of nature all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, that was my program. <laughs> like you worked for them for like two months. <laughs> like, yeah. But like that's like so funny. You. I, I will say starting younger and like learning all the mechanics, it does speed up the process a lot because when puberty does hit, you're already now, you don't have to waste that time learning the movement. Yeah. Now you can just produce in that movement. Yeah. So like if you're already adept at doing a trap bar deadlift at 13 years old and when you do hit puberty at 17, 16, 17, 18, whatever it is, if you're yeah. like boomer or not, you're going to be able to like probably put on like a hundred pounds like, like on your max like yeah. pretty easily. Like, not, I mean, not usually it's a lot of hard work to go into it, but yeah, you're yeah. going to like one day, you're just going to be like, why is this like so light now? Because you just have the hormones in your body to like actually produce muscle and produce force. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was Mass Monsters episode six, talking a little bit about training philosophy. 
Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. See ya.